if you write down whatever that makes you feel good and happy, and you write down whatever feel, feels good, less good and less happy, and you start erasing what doesn't feel so good and start doing more of what feels good. It's so, I said it's simple to feel good. It's so simple. So ask those questions, answer them truthfully. Thank you so much for listening to Urbanistica podcast. I am Mustafa Sharif, an urban planner, and you're more than welcome to join my big journey of exploring the making of smarter and more livable cities. Please don't forget to follow Urbanistica on the different social media platforms and also let's connect on LinkedIn. Big thanks to Urbanistica podcast partner, Avery. Avery is an international engineering and design company providing sustainable solutions in the fields of energy, industry, and infrastructure. Are you ready for a new episode? Let's go for it. And I'm so happy because this episode is going to be the final episode for 2020. And I have an amazing guest today with me. I have the pleasure to welcome Amo to Urbanistica podcast. Hey, and welcome. Hello, Mustafa. Nice to see you, man. Long time no see, man. Yes, yes. South in Sweden, and I'm up here in the middle of Stockholm, just longing. And your office is right by my office, right? Yeah, yeah. So exactly. it's crazy, but it's nice to see you. Likewise. And I, I'm honored and appreciate that you want to have me on your podcast. My pleasure. It's it's a big honor for me. Thank you so much for giving your time to record the episode. We, we, we had a big plan to do with uh, when? Was it in April or? Yeah, April, May or something. <laughs> yes, it was early. But my internet at home, my home office was not so good. <laughs> it, was, it was in the beginning of the pandemic, right? Exactly. How are you doing now? I'm really good. Thank you. I just told the guy who I had lunch with, he said, how are you? I say, as I told him, I feel like I deserve really, really good. <laughs> and he's like, oh, that's so different because people say I, in Swedish, I feel like I deserve like bad. Mm. But I, I feel good, man. I feel so good. I'm so, I have so much energy. And this year, it's been tough for everybody, but it's, yeah been a great year for building relationships mm-hmm. and holding on on your your relationship that you have today true and i i love this energy in you and that's why you're here to inspire us and also to get us ready to start 2021 so amo you are our storyteller for this episode how would you like to introduce yourself and please tell us what are you passionate about oh my name is Alma Cartwright, as you said before. I'm from south of Sweden, where you actually are right now. Uh, and my, my mother is Swedish. My father's from the Bahamas. So I go to the Bahamas a lot. Uh, not this year, though. But I actually ma- managed to come to Mexico in the end of March. I came home. And, but I didn't get to go to the Bahamas this year. Uh, otherwise, beautiful and you know, you really relax there on the islands. It's so lovely. But my Amo and I'm, what do you, I call myself, well, people call me the smiling man or golden man. My my philosophy, the golden mindset, is about well-being. It, about, it's not about being positive. It's about knowing what I feel good about. The things that make me feel good 
And when I feel good, I do good. Mm. So, I mean, I just, I mean, life is so much pleasure in life and we're so blurred inside our head. It's like a mist. So we, we go in a mist, we go fumble, fumble, fumble everywhere and we can't find our, find our way forward. So we go in the same tracks we've been going all life and we know we're not feeling good, but mm. we don't ask the questions, how, why am I doing this? How do I feel? Why do I feel this? Mm-hmm. And, and I speak a lot, sorry. No, 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 <laughs> I, uh, it's fine. I'm, I'm also a lecturer, so, I, I, so that's my fault. Because my question is, why are you doing this? Why are you having the golden mindset? What is your why in this life? My why, my purpose, I told this plenty years ago, learned lots, is to make as many people as I can feel good with themselves and do good. How to be more effective, how to learn better, how to be asking questions to yourself. I feel, I always say, hey, if you were a kid, you'll ask a thousand questions, right? Because kids ask thousands of questions. They're curious. Yeah. The day you the day you start stop being curious, that's the day you stop evolving. Curiosity, wow, it's the best thing in the world. So I I have two daughters, and when they ask me questions, and I don't just say because I say I explain this is, and if I don't know the answer, I look up the answer. So I learn I learn so much from my kids because they have the funniest questions. Yeah, that's Peter awesome. Lucia the other day. You know, the, the, and it was so funny. It was I, I so good. I love it. That's so amazing. It's about, it's about being curious about life and yourself. And other people. When, when did this start for you? Like the golden mindset that you start to think, to have this mindset. When was the moment? Is there any specific moment? Yeah. You, yes, it is. It was when I just turned 21 or something. Uh, I had a very rough upbringing with my mother. I lived with my mother uh, and had a lot of abuse, physical and uh, mentally. Uh, my mother is Swedish and she yeah, called us names, and which was very hard when you heard your mother uh, degrade you and call you worthless and nigger and blah, blah, you know, all those stuff. And uh, then I started working at a hospital for mentally ill people. And those people, a lot of them were similar to the ways I recognized from my mother. So I started interviewing them as a sitting down, talking, being really curious, again, curious. I always been a lot, asked a lot of questions. Um, and after a year, I went home to my mother and I spoke to her and I said, I need to talk to you about my upbringing, uh, how I, when I grew up and stuff, how that affected me and how I, that, your, that affected other people because when they said nigger to me, I fought. And that was nothing I want to do. I was always kind and I was good in school and all of that. But those, that, those words were so loaded with anger because or resent because I wanted to my mother to say I love you she never said I love you 
but just said how worthless I was. And I was good in sports and good in school, but none, no, never was to any games or not. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. But then I spoke to her and told her all my feelings for three hours. I cried, I cried and cried. And then I said, I forgive you. I love you. And I hugged her. And I walked out of that door. When I closed that door, I closed the door mentally in my brain from because I've just been sweeping it under the rug, you know, sweeping all that stuff under the rug. So that's why I exploded a lot. Pop, 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 pop. But now I said, wow, I, I was so joyful. I was jumping home, you know. I was running. I don't, I, I can't, I, that day, <laughs> I, it was a hallelujah moment, as they say. But I, I, but I, one thing people, I always tell people, I didn't forgive her for her. I forgive her for me so I can move forward. Mm, to let it go. To let it go. Mm. I still uh, spoke to her. I still speak to her. I still uh, see her. But I now, whatever she says can't hurt me. Because I, I decided when I came home that I have, to, I have to have this feeling. I have to keep having this feeling. Wow, what shall I do? And then I found a post-it. And I said, I wrote on the post-it and I wrote, you are good, Amo, because I had a very low self-esteem. Good. Uh, I believed in myself I, when I came to sports school, but, but his self-esteem was so low. Mm. And then I wrote, put it on my bathroom mirror and I said, I, I promised myself to say every time I come in the bathroom and I drink a lot of water because I walk <laughs> a lot. So I said five times I'm going to say it every time I'm in my bathroom. I'm going to look myself in the eyes in the mirror and I'm going to say, you're good, Amo. You're good, Amo. Mm. And then I started, I was 21. So I was laughing a lot in the beginning, feeling it was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> But then I kept doing it. And after like nine months, something like that, I could take take down this post-it. I felt like, wow. And I said, from this day on, I am. I decide how I feel. Nobody else. Nobody else. Nobody calls me anything or says want to fight me. Or like, hey, I feel good. How do you feel? So you own your own feelings. All the time. And that's the most important. I keep telling people that it's so important to recognize why do I get mad for these different type of stuff? Like I got mad for... When people called me nigger, I could just ignore them. Before. I should have ignored them, but I didn't because it was so loaded because of my mother. Mm. So why do you get mad? Why do you feel this way when your girlfriend or boyfriend says like this? Mm. Maybe because it, something happened in your past with your parents or stuff like that. I mean, it's we have to ask questions about ourselves to ourselves. That's not being egoistic. It's being the egoistic thing is not to ask questions why I feel this way and why do I want this. It is the egoistic way is to be like you are, not asking yourself questions because then you're just gonna oh, I want this, I want this, and you're just gonna think about yourself while you say you think about others, but you don't really. Yeah, exactly. We, are, we mm. all have an ego, and I have an ego, you have an ego, but it's how you talk to that ego that makes a difference. So I talked to my ego. He's, I said, hey, you really need this? No, <laughs> but I want this. Okay. Yeah. So I know the difference. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Because in, in urban planning and planning cities, we have the, the hardware, like the buildings, the streets, and the software, the people.
And we are focusing so much on the hardware, but sometimes I feel that we are forgetting about the software, the people. That's why you're here. So how, how especially now and during these um, times with the pandemic, how can we be more in the good mood, less stressful, you know, like keep the relationships, give us some key elements. Well, I already gave you one key element is asking questions. What makes me feel good? And just don't answer, oh, uh, a new car, a new, new, new clothes, new shoes. But really, what makes me happy that doesn't cost one cent? Oh, most of the time you have stuff, your family, your sister, your brother, your good friends, and appreciation for, I mean, I, I have a roof over my head. Now I'm in my off, at my office, but I still have a roof over my head. Every morning that when I wake up, since I was 21, I say this, oh, I appreciate that I woke up. It's going to be a beautiful day. I say this every morning when I, even today. That, that, even though I know it, I think it, I say it out loud. I, I appreciate that I woke up. It's going to be a beautiful day. Because this is like a mantra when i say it out loud it becomes real it's no mumbo jumbo it's just like i feel like it's it's real it's like I, if i tell you something you're my you're my good friend and i tell you something or i just think it you won't understand you when if i just think it you won't really get it no oh I, I talk around it but if i'm if i'm very direct at direct you, yeah boom that that hits you man it hits you and the small things that you have today appreciate that especially if you look at uh, people where money is not number one i mean maybe poor people let's say people who don't have it as good as we have i mean their family values wow i mean wow they because they know they appreciate everyone they're thankful they have gratitude for what they already have. And yes, they want more, maybe, but they are very grateful what they have today. That they are alive, they have each other, they help. Ah, oh, it's beautiful. So one key element is also to appreciate what you have and be more connected to your people. Very, yes, of course. I mean, connect, we as human species, we are like a pack of wolves. We need each other. When, 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 if you get lost or you are alone, you have, you can't be alone. The, the wolf always dies. I mean, if you don't find a new flock. Mm. So that's why we always want to find our flocks. Even if we maybe don't like that flock, maybe it's a racist group, for example, but I, I don't have anywhere to turn right now. And they giving me some love. So I'll just jump in there, but I'm not a really a racist, but, but this or whatever, it could be a party of social Democrats or, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter. You want to feel like you, like you have any, like, like you have value and that people appreciate you. Mm -hmm. And how can we be less stressful in our cities? And now not, we are not really in the city. We are at our homes, you know, working from homes, doing almost everything from home. How can we be less stressful? What do you have for advice for us? Give me an example of stress. 
like wake during a normal working day, waking up, uh, rushing to the PC, then you have your kids, they cannot go to school, and then, you know, things getting really escalated and you get angry maybe when you talk to your kids and maybe same to your colleagues in the mail and even, you know, with yourself. Okay, well, it's pretty easy. I have two kids. <laughs> I work from home at times. <laughs> well, what I usually do is that I... I I have a room where I do, and I know, I know personally that my the two and six, they will come knocking on that door sooner or later. So I always tell the meeting, my daughters, daughters might come and knock on the door, being honest, and that, because everybody has an understanding now, because everybody working from home. Yeah. So why should you get angry if there comes a kid into that room? Because everybody is in the same situation. It could happen. Yes, you're in a maybe important uh, meeting, but make it like uh, take away, take away that feeling that it's something bad that happens if the kids comes in and tell people, be direct. Like I said before, be direct with the people you're talking to. I have my kids at home today. I don't, I don't, my, the, my husband or my, uh, my wife ain't here, so they might come in here just so you know. I want to tell you on forehand. So I uh, hope you have understanding for that. Most times, people have understanding. And if there's one or two who doesn't, well, I'm sorry for them. <laughs> and honestly, because that stress is just built up because what, what is stress? Uh, uh, most of the time, stress is expectations of others. What Mustafa expecting of me now? I think I think that you're expecting this on me, from me. So because of that, I stress myself up. Oh, oh, I have to be. I have to sit still in this chair. I have to do this. Hey, chill out. Ask Mustafa what is he expect? What do you want from me? What how? What's the way you think we have the, this meeting could be the best? If it's now a meeting, uh, if we're talking about that. And, it's, and picking up now I in Sweden, you still have kids at school. So when you pick up in, at school, don't rush home. Because who, who are you in a rush for? Because your kids, they, they're not never saying, oh, I have to go, go home. I want to go home. I want to go home. They usually want to sit. They still want to be in school when you pick them up. And then you want to rush them home to make maybe food or dinner. But they get food and dinner in Swedish schools um, and uh, fruits and stuff. There's no rush. You're only building up that rush because you're in that old uh, tracks. You've been going all day, but you want trying to see if those tracks are really good for you. Asking questions again. Is it good for my children? When I stress, what happens with my children? Do they get stressed? And then, and like you said before, stress makes you mad. It makes you forget stuff. That's not positive. I know that for, for sure. And you don't want to be like, oh, I have Alzheimer's already. <laughs> no. You're like, hey, because you're not alert. When you people say there's good and bad stress, there's only bad stress because your your body can't say what's good and what's bad when it comes to stress. Because mm. the reaction in your body and the enzymes and all of that, it's the same yeah. when it's good and bad. So to start with, how do we break it down? How do we kill the stress? How, like, give us Ask some yourself small... questions all the time and be direct to the people. If there's other people involved, be direct. 
and ask yourself, like say, like I said, again, ask questions. Like, why am I stressing? What good does it come out of my stressing? Will it make me better? Will I feel better? Will I do? Will I do better? Come on. Yeah. If you ask all these questions, probably by the third question, you're like, shit, I don't need to stress. <laughs> Bamo, is it possible to keep the good mood 24-7? Is it really possible? It's possible if you want to. I, I, I usually, this is, a, I'm going to tell you how possible it is. Tell me. Because I think in like 12 or 13 years, since I was 29 or 30, I haven't had a single nightmare. I even dream good dreams. Isn't that crazy? What do you, you dream? <laughs> you know why? Because Wait. I always think about the good things that could happen, the possibilities. When I started um, doing lectures a couple of years ago, I dreamt, I dreamt just before a lecture, it was for a pretty big company, but not very big. I dreamt I had a lecture with Ika Hanlanas, Ikea Hanlanas, their CEOs, the four, the four or five, six biggest CEOs in the Sweden. The, the giants. I, yeah, the big giants. I dreamt, and I like. Did I do that yesterday? No, I'm going to have it today. I'm going to have it, but for one company, I like. I even dreamed good. I because it went so well, and they wanted all of them wanted to have me at their place, of course. <laughs> it's, a, it's a positive, good dream. Often that's a that's a go getter dream. Yeah, so it's it's about the mindset. It's all about what you talk, how you talk to yourself all the time. Everybody knows this. I usually tell Terry, but everybody knows what they feel, what 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 makes them feel good, what doesn't make them feel good. And you heard it somewhere before. You read it in a book, seen it on YouTube, on TV, anywhere. You heard it in a lecture. But the, the thing people don't do is the most important thing. They don't act on what they know. You learn, you learn, you learn, you learn, you learn, but then you forget what you learn. And then you don't act on it. And you keep going in the same tracks again, again, again. And you wonder why. I read all these books. I yeah. went to all these lectures. I saw this program. Mm. What? Yes, because you're not, you're forgetting what you learn. So I say, they say knowledge is power. I say remembering is power. That's power, yeah. So taking action, not only learning, but... No, remembering what you learned and then put it into action. Yeah. But without action, what happens? Nothing! Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> if I just put on my sofa, like, hey, why is nothing happening? I'm doing so much thinking. <laughs> okay. Nothing will happen. You have to put it into action. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you're giving a lecture. What kind of topics you're talking about and what kind of lecture you're doing? Well, I'm almost having a lecture right now. So it's <laughs> something like this. Because <laughs> I do, this is like, this is more or less how I do my lectures. I ask questions, curious questions. And so I get to know the crowd. Usually I ask them before. So I already know a couple of their challenges and and i talk about it and say hey mustafa you spoke about this at your workplace or could be anything i talk about stress i talk about how to have more well-being in your life 
and how simple it is to actually do and act on what you remember. Like I just said. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm, I'm very simple, but we forget. Yeah, and now I'm very interested in knowing what you think about future cities because you have <laughs> yeah. a good experience about the social aspect and the relationship between people. So if I ask you, how do you imagine a smart city? Tell me what comes to your mind. What's the smart. image? Uh, the image is like a city with a lot of parks like there are today, but are that are used now. Also, I think a smart city could be where you have you have this football field, you have uh, playgrounds, you have a lot of act so you could activate yourself. But also a new smart city, I think, should be with TV games and stuff, so people could. But you could only play them there. So okay. people come there, and they could only play the game right there. So that, because a lot of people are doing TV games, and especially when you catch the young people who's hanging at home playing the, but you make a event or a thing to come. Hey, let's go down to the park and like people did way before when we were young, <laughs> but, but to to play football or something, mm. they don't do that as much. It's more the all, us older people who do 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 that now. But to get the young people to come there, I mean, the teenagers who plays a lot, I think that would be a cool, smart city. And then you have like a face activation. So I recognize and that's okay, you have two hours to play or one hour or 30 minutes. So it, that would be, I think that would be super cool. So in integrating I, technology in, in public spaces. Yeah. I mean, to use it for socializing. Yeah to see each other for real. Mm. I mean, I'm talking now post-corona, of course. Yeah, yeah. COVID-19. Yeah. But I mean, so we could, because we need this. We need the socializing, the real one, not the digital one. We need here. I could, yeah. I could stand with five friends here playing <laughs> video games. Hey, hey. <laughs> you know, like they used to do in the arcades before. Yeah, yeah. The exactly. Pac-Man, the, the Mario. Yeah, exactly. And you play uh, pinball games and stuff. Yeah. So now you mentioned the, the group of teenagers. How about the other people, the adults, let's say, the, the old people, elderly? Yeah, but if you do like a survey or something and you ask what what would um, category 60 to 80 or to 100, whatever, uh, or and uh, 60 to 40, what do you what do you really would like to have in a park? That would make you want to come there with your friends or your family and stuff. Because most of the things, I mean, I like parks as it is today. Me, I'm, I'm in the, most of the time there's a little place where you could barbecue. You have playground. You have a little grass. You have three trees. You have maybe a little uh, pond or something like that. For me, that's appreciation. I mean, it's so beautiful. I mean, when you that's a small things, and it's also free because. The city is providing it, and it's that doesn't cost any. Well, the playground costs, but otherwise everything else is free, more or less. What do you see in this smart city, in the future city? You you mentioned the public spaces with the technology, the mm -hmm. greenery. What else you see? Well, I, it's a hard question because I I I want to see socializing <laughs> like it was in 1985 or 1995 I, that's because i believe more diverse socializing 
I mean, um, it's already well in Sweden at last, at least. It's uh, pretty diverse, but I mean, I don't know. That's hard. I have to come back to you on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And do you think that we we still need to meet ERL with all this VR technology? You know, like we have so good technology now. Do you still that we gonna keep continue with socializing physically? So do you need... met, you met me uh, before, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, several times. Yeah. So, so is this the same? Mm. <laughs> no, actually, you're more crazy when it's uh, URL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, the feeling also is not the yeah. same. You no, can't see the your same. full body. You can't feel you, the body language. You know, the feeling you create when you're the energy fields and all whatever it is. There's something that's different when you see somebody up like this. I mean, like close up. But maybe I mean, we didn't learn this, like creating feelings to the two-dimensional. What do you think? Or no, we, we even we no, no. Learn... I mean, I'm I'm not I'm for technology. Is this is really good? But it, it cannot be a substitute for meeting IRL. Mm. That's what I'm saying. We will always need IRL because without the social interactions between people, the real social interacting, we will get more mentally ill. We will have more people with depression, anxiety, and all of that. I uh, I wrote a little article about that, about how to win and feel good about uh, in the pandemic. A lot of people are social on social media, and very few are social IRL. It's easy to be, but it's, I always say it's great to be social on social media or hair digital, digital like this, but it's super, super great, golden, if you could be social in real life. Mm. It is easy to be to talk to you now. Was, people could have a little hard, be hard to talk to and speak when they are seeing a person like this in the real life. And um, that's why a lot of people could be, you know, catfishing, trolling on internet and stuff. Yeah. I, I find it also interesting because I had so many people in LinkedIn or Instagram, you know, they are so engaged, like likes, comments. Uh, many of them I met, not all of them, some, of, many mm. of them. When I met in ERL, this was pre-corona also, yeah. like they're so cold. I was, I was thinking like if there is something happened that I didn't know about. <laughs> but then it's, as you mentioned, that they are like really engaged in the social media, but maybe it's a bit uh, hard or tough in the real life. And that's why I always tell people, hey, what you see is what you get. Like yesterday, I don't know so if you saw my video, I was baking. I wasn't even going to put up. That video was for Amora because she wanted to do a little YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We filmed and then she did. And I, I was going to take the flour. We're going to bake. It was going to make pancakes. And then I take the flour and I dropped it on my head all over. <laughs> so I had a flour everywhere. And I was laughing. She was laughing. My kids were laughing. I said, hey, we got some snow this year. Woo! Yeah, but it's fine. You have to make the best out of every situation. It's very, I mean, what you see on my social media, I'm pre I have pretty, you know, my LinkedIn is pretty big, but that is what you get. And I tell people, when you see me, hey, say hi. I'm going to give you a hug pre-corona. 
Yeah. But any, but always, I talk to everybody. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna you. That's that's the person you you could. I don't know what you say, but mm-hmm. you met me a couple of times. Is am I the same or am I no, just... actually actually not not the same? You're more crazy, as I told you. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, so how do we do it now? Now we have been at home, you know, less yeah. socializing ERL. So how do we keep these relations, like real relations, when we are back? When we, I mean, I mean, today you just need to. It's easy instead of texting, call, it's, mm. or maybe do a video call to really say hi, mama, hi, papa, who, hi, sister, hi, brother. I mean, yes, you can't see them. Hi, grandma, grandfather. I mean, it's so important to just show them that you appreciate them, that you're thankful you for them, and, and sometimes. But I always tell people, tell them why they are you appreciate them. What 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 about them do you appreciate? Be specific. Mm. I can say I appreciate you. Appreciate you. Okay. That's <laughs> that's that's a that's a that's a, so much I could appreciate by you. Like I say, I appreciate you for calling and want to have me in your podcast. I appreciate you as a friend because you're a really nice friend and stuff like that maybe be specific yeah and also be maybe be brave to tell it yeah but i don't see this is my this is what i think (laughs) you're going crazy huh (laughs) yes i'm gonna go crazy we say it's brave to tell to be what we call it vulnerable to Mm. tell somebody that you love oh tell them but how you really feel about them Mm. and why you feel it is that really being brave or does be just being being honest. I got your point. Yeah. Yeah. That's being honest mm-hmm. to be a, a lot of people. Oh, oh, you're so brave. Who tells everybody that you're, um, uh, that your mother's about your mother, about this. That's not true. That's just on. That's my, that's we're just, we're just putting a layer on us. Yeah. Everything. And that's why people have so have a big issue coming down to the core. Cause we've been putting on layers, 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 layers. And we're trying to take it off. And we were, oh, I'm, oh, I went to, um, they say, oh, I went to, I took this course now for well-being, let's say. Yeah. I, I feel good now for two minutes, about say, two weeks. And then you feel, because you, you feel, you, you think you're done, because you per, you pull away three layers. Yeah. You, you on, on, over the years, you put like 500 layers. It's going to take time. True. Because it's so much you haven't worked in the questions. A lot of people I coach, I mean, they think, oh, when am I going to get better? It will mm-hmm. take time, I said. Yeah. This is this is not, I'm still working. And I started my journey 21 years ago. I mean, it takes time. Yeah, it takes time. Now, I came to a point where I felt more or less, I say, hey, hey. An issue. I find a solution for every issue. Mm. Yeah, and I'm also like really grateful that you give your valuable time to 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 be a part of this podcast. And you know, soon 2021 is here. I would love that to take three takeaway messages from you to all the listeners, like to start this new year, to to be how to say a better version of themselves. You know, like we st- stop putting layers. So, what do you have in your mind and heart to tell us? Yeah, one of them I already spoke about, but it's questions. 
be honest, ask yourself questions, reflections. You could call reflection, but questions are reflections when you answer them. Otherwise, it's just, a I don't know, it's just a bad mirror. You're, otherwise, you're looking in the mirror and, and you're like a vampire. You don't have no reflection. Because mm. you have to answer the questions also. And the second one, responsibility. That's actually the first one I would like to say. Take responsibility for what you could do and not do. Because how you react and you act is you. That's your responsibility. You could tell, oh, so Mustafa said this. So I reacted by doing bad or saying the same thing, saying something bad to him. But how does that look? You're doing the same. You think he did something bad. So you want to respond with something bad. Too bad doesn't make it right, right? The classic. I said, I said, I said before, it's life is easy. Just as long as we ask the question and we understand, okay, I said this. This didn't sound good. I need to think about this. Ask questions. Take responsibility over your life. Don't blame it on other people or circumstances like people. I do a lot of this. I, I notice this now. I see myself doing this. <laughs> I, ah, I don't know why. It doesn't matter. Stop doing this. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, and the third thing is appreciate what you have. Look at what you have that doesn't cost money today. Write that down. And you can put it on a list on your room, in the room, in your room, on the post, whatever, and see it. Oh, I have this, and that doesn't cost money. I have my my wife, my my husband, my kids, my grandmother, whatever. The things that doesn't cost you money today is usually the things that are most important to you when you're in a bad place. As I mean, mentally bad place. Because money can't buy you happiness like classic. Only people around you could give you that real joy inside you. Yeah. And you and, felt. And what kind of questions that we should ask ourselves? You mentioned several in the beginning. But here yeah. to summarize, tell me like some question that I will ask myself after this episode. And I will reflect and take action. What things in my life... Do I, don't I feel good with? Don't I feel happy with? And what things in my life do I feel happy or feel good when I do? Because why, why I say that is because those two questions is very easy questions, right? Yeah. If, if you write down whatever that makes you feel good and happy, and you write down whatever feel, feels good, less good and less happy, and you start erasing what doesn't feel so good and start doing more of what feels good. It's so, I said, it's simple to feel good. It's so simple. So ask those questions, answer them truthfully. And I mean, I had uh, lectures where I had two, uh, had people leave their job because of these qu easy questions. And, it, and actually the uh, CEO thanked me because I, he knew, they were doing well, but he said they feeling they thanked me and they thanked him because hey, I didn't say I didn't tell them to leave, but I just told them these questions and uh, they start hey, I don't feel good here. I want to do this and this. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, so these these, these questions. 
Uh, well, Amo, you're, I have to say, an eye-opener, and I'm really grateful for, for your time, your words. And uh, it's, it's, I feel so happy when we talk about the software and not only about the hardware in the city. So it's, it's, yeah, it was a I'm great conversation. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm better at the software one, and you're good at the hardware. I'm, I'm very... And that's why we are doing this conversation, to join yeah, the forces. Exactly. Take a good software. I'm curious, I'm curious now to know, where is your favorite public space in the city? In which city is your favorite and why? Uh, well, in well, like you say, the, I could say Bahamas, and well, not in in uh, Inagua, it's an island in the Bahamas. <sighs> beautiful, be beautiful beaches, but in the city, uh, it is um, actually summer in Sweden. <sighs> Amazing, I mean, especially in Stockholm and uh, Helsingborg, where you got water. It's I'll, I could spend it anywhere, and just like I see, I want to see water. I mean, water, if I yeah. see water in a city, I, I, I get, oh, you know. So you, li you like waterfront spaces. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's why I mentioned Bahamas, because I, I like the water. I yeah. like going to water and swim. Awesome. And so what is what is going to be the next step for you, Amo? What is your next step, 2021? 2021, well, get even more people to... Um, have a lecture, have a read my coming, come my book that's coming uh, hopefully soon, uh, and um, make more make make more people feel good about themselves and do good to others. Yeah, awesome, awesome. It's a, it's a big mission and it's a great mission as well. It's a purpose. This until I die, that's what I'm gonna do. And if I, like I said, money. It's good, but it's not most important. But I, I still have to feed my daughters, uh, yeah. feed myself, and stuff. And my father lives with me, uh, uh, so. But I do a lot of things for free. Uh, I mean, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Lecture, <laughs> you need to pay. <laughs> I mean, I have a foundation for homeless people and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. amazing. So do you have three hashtags for this episode before we end it? The golden mindset, of course. Hashtag number <laughs> one, yeah, of course. And then uh, Amonomics, because that's the name of the coming book. And the way instead of economics, it's Amonomics, my thoughts. What, what is it going to be about before we go to the third hashtag? Uh, the book is like, I want, first of all, I wanted it to have, be like a pocketbook. So, one chapter could be just three pages or one page or two page maybe but it's fear for example so if you want if you're feeling fear going to a date or going into a meeting or important meeting or want to talk to your mother why do i feel so little questions and things that might get you to feel less fear it's like a guide a guidebook before situation. yeah you can say it's gonna be it's short it's gonna be like 50 pages or something and i already wrote a lot uh, and i'm finishing up with some questions and stuff uh, that's nice. um, so I, I wanted it to be easy right and you don't have to read it like i'm saying in the yeah. start you, if you feel fear just go jump to fear if you if you feel, feel happy or joyful go to that space and yeah yeah your... like each chapter for each situation yeah yeah exactly very interesting movie. and read it and read it and read it until you do 
That's what I also say in the book. Because people get <laughs> so sad before people read and read and then jump, jump, jump and then forget. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting to read it. So the third hashtag going to be? Should be Urbanistic Podcast, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, Amo, I'm really happy again. Every time I'm, I'm so happy to talk to you. Thank you again for giving your valuable time for this episode. I appreciate that you want to have me on who's not a urban living person. Well, I, I am urban living, but but know so much about it. I really appreciate it. And it was a great conversation. And I spoke a lot, a little more than I used to, but that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully see you soon again. Yes, whenever you come to Stockholm, I come to Skåne. Yeah, thank you. Um. Appreciate it. See you later. Bye-bye. Well, thank you so much for listening to Urbanistica podcast. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. You learned something new and also got inspired by the guest. Don't forget to share the episode on your social media and recommend it to people you think they are really interested in this topic. Thank you so much again for giving your valuable time to Urbanistica podcast. I am Mustafa Sharif. Keep up the good work. Keep loving cities.